Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 hello. We're gonna do a really gay show. Mm, it's always a gay show here. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day fiance. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To Let's love. This is Night Gate. This is Toe. This is Toe. This is the penultimate episode before our before this is finale. You know that's that's redundant. This is the penultimate episode. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. So oh, next, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. Was that was that a Jenny quote? No. Who could have said it? I don't know. No, they have to these quotes, and then I don't remember who said it. I'm honest. I have toe fatigue, y'all. And I started this season so fresh <laughs> and so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I said, oh, remember, I like toe because they go into all – it's so uh, – we, we, we get to see how other people live and blah, blah, blah. And now here I am exhausted. <laughs> Well, you know 19 what? 19 episodes in and worn out like an old sex worker. Just give it, just just routinely giving hand jobs. It's not even, there's no joy in it left anymore. That'll be, that'll be $12. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be six pence. Thank you. You know. We but we always get excited because how excited are we for the new ninety day fiance come? It oh, looks so good. I'm so excited for season eight. So y'all come season at eight, us. it's gonna be great. Cut to us in three months going, Oh my god. <laughs> or by episode four where I'm going, Oh, I hate everyone. You know, I don't <laughs> I actually don't dislike this. Um I I I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I will say, you know who I'm actually 
more than, not the people that are the divisive, not the people that are not pro Ari, not not Ari and Binium. It's not uh, Brittany and Yuzan. No, it's actually the people like I'm done with Jenny Smith's storyline. I'm done with Devin and G Hoons. I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm done with the people that were on before. I just wish we had almost. I wish this was a whole clean slate of new people. You mean? Cheese stick and May Lisa are keeping you alive. <laughs> that one is boring. That storyline is dead. But I'm actually, um, I'm interested in the gays. I'm interested yeah. in Brittany Uzan. And I'm, I'm not. I think it's just a fucking train wreck. It's a train wreck, but it's, there's something, yeah, there's I, something weirdly satisfying about seeing, about fucking head in the out. ground, Brittany finding out that this little game she played is actually about someone's life and she can't overcome yeah. the fucking culture. I, I agree with that. I just wish we had a better hero for that story. She's just such oh, a bad example. Do. Angela now. Her best friend, Angela. I love her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> From and I went, Angela? Angela? Um, but I'm anyway. saying I wish we had... Uh, it's a shame that we have our kind of Angela's Angela. Now I'm saying Angela. Um, Brittany's probably one of our first women of color to be Americans mm-hmm. on the show. You're not not the mm-hmm. not the fiancés who are from foreign countries, mm-hmm. and it's a shame she has to be such a mess. Um, it's true, and but so you know, it's- a terrible representation. But you know what? She's an American. She's not so. a representation. She's just a, she's you know she's a more a representation of American uh, American culture. American influencer and Dead culture. On. And um, I'm I'm just saying and, that it's a shame that our first black woman in a long time. Maybe, maybe there have been others. Well, Chantel, Chantel, probably one of the last one of the yeah. latter ones. But um, uh, but come she on. did well. Pedro Ooh. is so hot. Well, He's so hot. And you, can, and you can have your problems with her. She she's kind of said ridiculous things. We haven't watched her season. I've just seen her in like the quarantine things, I, and she she's a little she's she feels herself. You know, I I though I at least from the little I've seen of her, I like her. It's her family I can't stand. Oh, family is so but I like her. She's is a little confident, but you need to be confident when you're a black woman in this world, and she's gonna. But anyway, we'll see. It's I'm going to eat these words when we watch yeah, these, and I'll say it. It's just a shame we have to carry this for Brittany um, yeah. as the, the – uh, Before yuck. we jump in, do we have any announcements, any announcements or anything we need to talk about? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Y'all, we were almost late for this show, or we are late starting this show, and it's my fault because <laughs> I had one of those nights with my dad doing all these different things, and – um. One of the reasons why I'm late because his friend called, and <laughs> my dad's like, "Matt, come here," and his friend prayed for us, which was very sweet. He prayed on over you. He, he prayed, prayed over, over you, y'all. It was a father we just prayer, and it was 15 <laughs> minutes long. Like at one point, my dad's just staring at the TV, looking at the muted football screen, and I'm literally just on. I, 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 You're I, not I, used I don't to. Be, I'm not used to. I'm Catholic. We have You're very not used to Father Weed prayers. Unless You're not used to Catholics are in and out. We're You're not used short. to uh, the the oldest uncle who was a preacher or a informal preacher. Never didn't have his doctor of divinity. He just called himself a preacher. Mm-hmm. And when he would say the blessing, you're like, 
it was one of those things where you're like bowing your head and you're closing your eyes. And then at one point he's going on a minute. He's like, and father, we pray for blah, 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 and blah, 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 and bless this food. And we're so happy that father, we just, we're so happy that blah, blah, blah is here. And then as a kid, you're like, look, I'm going around thing. I just want to eat. And me, because I loved food as a child, would be picking off parts of my food and eating it during the blessing. And one time my mother saw me and slapped my hand and I dropped my roll. <laughs> and it made a sound during the blessing. As she should have. <laughs> As she should have. And my mother said after the blessing, she's like, are you starving? Is that it? Oh. <laughs> so embarrassing. Makes people think I don't feed my children. Anyway, it was like, a very sweet pair, but it made us late. <laughs> a father anyway, Ouija's prayer. God. Anyway, also that's what we're um, doing. Okay, so announcements coming up. We are if you're listening to um the if you're listening, we still have the Bicurious coming up this week. Uh, Poodle and I are going to be together some this weekend. So we're going to be doing the Bicurious coming up. Um, it'll probably drop Monday or drop, Tuesday of next week. No, no, no. We'll still drop it on a Friday. Oh, that's what I mean. That's but what we'll I mean. record it but next the episode, week. The episode, the Bicurious will be I Love a Mama's Boy. And that it'll be this Sunday's episode. You know, yes. it, it came on tonight, but um, it'll be next week's episode. Which what's next Sunday's date? Is that the twenty second? So it'll be the so, yeah. the episode that airs the twenty second of I Love a Mama's Boy on TLC right after the other way finale. Um, is it their finale? Next no. week is the other. I just told you the next week. No, is I'm the, saying the Mama's Boy. No, no, no. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's the finale of it's the finale. So we've got that coming up. We're going to be doing, um, y'all, because as you know, we just finished the finale of Love After Lockup, which was good, and oh. we're going to be doing a crossover with Cray Cray regarding some of the Kim and Kyle. Kyle, some of the characters from Life After Lockup that we don't know. So we're going to be doing that. That's going to drop on the Patreon, but that crossover is going to drop on the free feed as well. So if you're interested in checking that out or thinking, no, oh, I wonder what and Love it, After Lockup, go and ahead. If you've never seen Love After Lockup, it is worth oh. it. <laughs> you do not get tired. I, I we were sad to see be, those people go. I, I'll be honest. I thought it was just going to be garbage, like laugh at people television. No. It's compelling. Now, it's there's compelling. plenty to laugh at. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You there's got, plenty of cuckoo. There's a guy who's obsessed with Freddy Krueger who has got <laughs> Freddy and got milk font on the back of his truck. There's a fucking like straight jacket on his wall. That he has like as he has a whole fish tank, not full of fish, but of Freddy Krueger figurines. And there's a woman on oxygen who's living in this house just going, <sighs> just take me away. I can't handle this stuff, this 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 room anymore. All this camp crystal like memorabilia. The devil the demon's the, daughter. And the demon's got my daughter. Anyway, y'all, so that's what's going on that show. We enjoy it. Um, y'all, come name us. Come, come name us. us. We're still doing the competition. Or not competition. We're still doing the contest. It and is a competition. Let's be if honest. You, if, if some of you have already noticed, um, we already have a competition. If you've, oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you've already noticed, we already had to change some of our cover art. If you'll notice, there's a big unauthorized red stamp on our podcast art now. I take so, that as a badge of honor, so to be honest. We're doing, uh, we're trying to fix things legally because Discovery came for us. So we're changing our name on January 1st. We are taking your submissions in the link below until December 4th. Um, that's my and mama's birthday. Oh, okay, great. She'll be 70. And so anyway, y'all, we're... And 
And if the person who wins or who we cho- if we choose your name, you get two tickets, two tickets to a live show when the world opens again. Um, and we'll uh, fly you out there. Not and your we'll friend, fly you we'll out. fly you. Tickets U.S. Maybe Toronto, maybe Vancouver. Depends on what um, coast. We've already been read by Canadian sissies who say, I live in Edmonton and it's quite a large city. I'm like, nope, sounds like your city is a big snow bump to me. <laughs> if I'm got, sure it's lovely. If you've got a bunch of layers and not a direct flight to Dallas, ain't happening. Ain't happening. <laughs> ain't happening. <laughs> No, we can't afford that. So anyway, y'all, that is what's going on. I think we don't – do we have any other announcements? I think that uh, – I think that's it. We're doing Plathville on our Patreon. You guys mm-hmm. are loving Plathville. If y'all yeah. – if you haven't checked out Plathville, we had we just had someone in our sister squad say, yeah, I thought that was very like Duggar, multiple families. It would be the same drama. It ain't. It's not. This is like existential shit, y'all. Mm-hmm. This show – this show has probably brought up more issues – about like how you think about life, how you think about religion, and how you how you disseminate yourself from your parents than I've seen in a show in a really it's long com- time. Unlike yeah. unlike Southern Charm, which is complete reality trash, but we love it. So come to the Sweet Tea episode as well. So that's we're having actually, fun though. We're having fun on that. Actually, it's good now that they're talking. They're starting to talk about culture and race in yeah. Charleston. It's good. I forgot to do one of my letters from the war. <laughs> I'll oh need to God. do one of those. No, I'll come up yeah. with <laughs> I've done three cameos so far, <laughs> and that I knew that Scarlett O'Hara wig would pay off someday. <laughs> and I told someone to eat shit and die. Um, <laughs> you told them to eat shit and die? Yeah, because I wrote it to her. You know, they need to. They, they could take it. Oh Jesus! And I stubbed my toe today, and it is purple. Just, just so you can know what I'm living with, because oh. you got your dad, and I've got my toe. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yes, sure. As y'all, as my dad, so as my dad's laxatives finally kicked in after four days, and it was like a scene from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> anyway. Y'all send some prayers out for my stubbed toe. I yeah. think it may, it, I hope it's not broken. It's just purple right now. Anyway, yeah. I think anyway. that's it. Let's jump into this. Let's go in. Uh, oh, we do have another announcement, y'all. Jesus. It's finally happened. Some things have got in the works. <gasps> and oh, I can say I, with I full, but full confidence, two things. First of all, all of our merch is, I didn't know this. I went to our website today. All of our merch is on sale, y'all. Like shirts are like $13. Shit's on shell. So get your, get mer- get your merch. You just said shit's on shell. We did. And secondly, I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this. Because I'm going to give you a deadline. Y'all, by, oh. by Thanksgiving, the Poodle Home Collection will be launched. Yeah, I, I was coming up with stuff today. And we got art. Did you hear and me? I'm by gonna, Thanksgiving. I, why don't we say. This can't we'll, be a musical episode, Poodle. For, for, People are for, ready. Are we ready for Black Friday for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay, I fine. think that, that's, 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 a great, that's a great deadline. I love a deadline. He kinda, That's like when I tell have, a guy fucking me, we have to be done by three because I'm a student. <laughs> you really do need a deadline. You I do love well a de- deadline. I live on a deadline, you, y'all. If you if you don't give him a deadline, he'll feel like it never needs to be done. It's just the way I live. That's Maybe my I whole should say that. Maybe I should life. say like the musical episode should be done by Valentine's Day of next year. Eh. So no, we should schedule that now. Let's just say it's a love Let's letter to our family. The other way. <laughs> Let's talk about the other way. All right. Let's talk about toe. 
Sorry. Um, oh, we do have one more announcement, y'all. I'm oh so sorry. God, We're gonna put this, this in the show notes, but one of we don't know who this sissy is. I actually oh, I don't want to know who it is. I don't, don't want to know. know. I don't want to either. Don't don't tell us who it is, y'all. Someone created a Twitter account for Carl's the, wife called the real <laughs> Carl's wife. I think he or she or they just changed the 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 thing today, and it, she's going. They are going by a different name now. They are. Well, it's, yeah. it it the the Twitter account is at Carl's underscore real, so C A R L S oh, so underscore real, okay. and it's, it's a question mark, and it says the real Carl White. Um, her latest tweet says virus protection card. Even I think it's bunk, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then her. <laughs> And then her text under that says, listening to the free feed and I can't find the Plathville episode. <laughs> Carl. Oh, that stupid bitch. <laughs> Carl's wife, go over to your Patreon. You know what? She doesn't know Patreon. She doesn't understand Patreon. God bless her. <laughs> Just ask Shooter to come sit on your lap and you can pet him and, and calm down. Anyway, y'all. So far, follow Carl's wife, and don't tell us who it is. All right, let's actually no, talk about this. No, I don't, don't want to know. Um, so <laughs> let's start with. Um, I'm so, so done with the storyline. You know what? It kind of revived me a little bit this week. Really, and I just feel like it's just. Oh. It revived me a what little bit. This what revived you? What revived you? Uh, the idea that suddenly <laughs> Smith decided that or didn't realize they could get married in a different way. <laughs> um, it's because he don't want to get married. Y'all. Yeah, Let, let's. That's let's, what. Yes. Let's let's give this let's give this obvious answer. Smith loves fighting for marriage, and he loves the idea of kind of fighting for a cause. It's not so much when it's realistically happening. No. So when they can get married, Smith's got a little bit of a crisis of conscience. <laughs> um, I'm going to say something. Like I know me, we've I, said it I before. I want a boyfriend until, I, until it happens, and I'm like, get away from me. Get away from me. I don't want a boyfriend. That's true. I will say, Ashwini was right about everything when it came to Smith. That he's a child? Yes. And, yeah. It really is. He's a child, and don't tell her that. Sure, her head will swell up. She listens to the show, like a Macy's no, Day parade. Notice float. I said about submit, not everything else. I won't give her that. Um, no, I'm kidding. I love so, that. so y'all that so the lockdown finally ended. So there, Jenny isn't is that like, funny? isn't that quaint? Can't get my hair straight. It's so humid. My feathers. My feathers. My feathers. My feathers are sticking together. How's anybody going to know I'm attracted to them if I can't raise my feathers? So, so we do. We do see Samit has a very special gift for her, and it is a sanitizing card. (laughs) Okay. I have so many questions. Okay. How does the sanitizing card work? For those of y'all that didn't watch. Does it's it, like, protect you from evil spirits? Well, let me explain what it is. It's a card, he says, that you put around your neck, and it helps repel COVID-19. Virus. It looks like a backstage pass at a fish concert. It does. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. Um, and it Maybe actually it doesn't smell as much has, like weed. 
Well, it probably has less power than a pass at a backstage <laughs> fish concert. Y'all, because let's be honest, if you got good pot, you're going backstage at fish. You're going to be fine. You're If you've got mm-hmm. some mushrooms, you're going to get into the groupies. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of wrote, wrote what? Because this is going – this, I guarantee you, out of the whole episode, this is going to be the talking point for tomorrow. People were like, <laughs> cards? <laughs> this is where I was like, oh, cement. Oh, submit. Yeah. Well, oh, you submit, also think you're an idiot. This was the beginning of the pandemic. And I was in China and people really didn't know. I, I was told by some people, you know, if you're on PrEP, which I am, you know, which basically protects against HIV, they're like, oh, it's antivirals. So it's like, it's going to be fine. Just keep taking your antivirals. And they still don't know if it's like somewhat effective. Um, but like, I was told that, and I was told that you couldn't get it from touching something, or you could get it from touching something. Now we know a little bit more, but here's the harsh reality, y'all. We don't still know a ton, even though we have a vaccine. Hopefully, it's going to show up soon. No, we're even talking about, um, I was reading stuff about, like, even my own doctor, but it literally, like, they're sound maybe same, like, blood types, like I'm O negative and that O blood types could be a little less immune or more immune to it than other blood types. Oh, who, who knew? Cause but you're then, common. But then my no O, o negative is actually the, it's the most rare. It's O positive. It's the most common. Oh, Oh, that's what I mean. But you're, you're O negative. I am O negative. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I can only I, get, I mean, I couldn't donate blood to you. Are you are you the no. universal receiver? No, it means I. Well, that's what they called you in college. <laughs> there goes universal receiver. <laughs> What's the universal receiver? What's the universal donor? Um, I thought O positive is the universal donor. We're gonna get letters about this, but no, I believe O negative is a universal donor. I think, and I thought no, o I think positive, you're wrong. I think O positive is the universal. No, AB receiver. negative is the universal receiver. Yes, it's AB negative. Yes. AB negative is the most rare, so you're wrong. But that's okay. Um, we can all be wrong. No, I, yeah, O negative is the universal donor. And I just, I want to say o positive, negative. o positive is the most common because that 40% of Americans have O positive blood. Yeah. That's why I said you were common. I'm O negative, not O positive. <laughs> Jesus. I just like keep saying you're common. Um, and you're a whore. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so AB negative is the most rare blood type. I think you're that's right. what it is. Yeah. I don't so, know where I pulled that so, out. <laughs> oh man. How, you know, it almost would be worth dying to save your life with my blood. <laughs> and then I, I could, would never feel clean again. <laughs> you could never do anything for me though. And I would die on the table and then you would just be penniless and go, I couldn't save him because my blood is shit. He I gave to me, but I can't give to him. Mine is a negative. That almost would be worth it. Um, uh, mine anyway. is, uh, we typed it in school. Mine is a negative. Well, submits is ain't happening. Uh, That's what <laughs> it is. What that is. Okay. Okay, y'all. As soon as uh, uh, some, he, I really do think Jenny, he's an idiot, though, that he thinks a card could keep away COVID. Yeah, that's stupid. He's he's quite simple, um, and and Jenny, and Jenny's like, so do you want to declare our intentions? When we get a registration, we're going to Delhi. We're going to go to Delhi and get, get declare and our intentions. Like, uh, and his face, Jenny, I don't know. 
you knew Samit was over it. Yeah. You look at his face. That is the face of a man who's done trying to be convinced into marrying. He's tired. Mm-hmm. And he she could say anything. He's like, oh, I'm tired. I, I, and it's not. I and that's is. a shitty way to be. It is. I think he's addicted to drama. Yeah, I think he's a. Di- I think the more and more we get to know him, I, I don't think, know anything about that. <laughs> I think Samit. I mean, we kind of already figured this. He doesn't want a partner. I think he wants a mother, and he wants somebody to dote on him. And I think he's so self-centered and wants the world to revolve around him. Love that's what I'm his parents off. And that's what I've decided yeah. about. He's a spoiled little brat who wants all the attention. I agree. I agree with you. And you know what? And I think his brother would agree. Yeah. Um, so they go to Delhi. They meet with a lawyer. Uh, and so they could do a special – I almost called it a special – I think it's like a special needs marriage, but that's not what it is. <laughs> it's like a special no, circumstances marriage. Um, uh, but – but he also says there's like you can do an uh, Arya Samaj marriage. I think I'm pronouncing that kind of correctly. Kind of. By the uh, way, is it me or is the attorney really cute? It's you. I thought it was. Hot. I can't tell with a fucking N95 mask all over his face. You know, I, what I imagined was just handsome as well. Uh, so it's not bad, but I wouldn't single him out. Um, and. <sighs> Basically, uh, the attorney's like, so yeah, you can get one of this. The parents don't need to like comment or anything. It's like you just show up at the temple and they wave a wand over and you're done. Uh, And don't have to convert. You just have to like sit for a multi-level marketing thing for 30 minutes and you're married. That's exactly what happened. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. And this is already after y'all before, you know, Jenny was kind of like, when Jenny, when they went to Delhi, she's like, well, we could just do the ceremony of the, the ring ceremony there. And that's when Jenny Smith was like, uh, uh, and then he says in the confessional, just so we know going into this, he says, sometimes I feel pressure like I have to marry Jenny. And I'm like, you do. Are you fucking kidding me? That's been the whole point of this, you asshat. Like, literally, you've, you've been fighting her along for like seven years. Saying you want to fucking marry her. That's the whole fucking point, you son of a bitch. So now that this attorney has told them that they can just get married, y'all, it's like Jenny that. is so excited. It's like that first time that I realized I could take a nine-inch dick. It's like, I'm so happy. I'm taking it in the back. And Jenny is thrilled. What song is that? I just made up. Oh, okay. That's a take the dick of my ass song. She's like, whoa, whoa. She becomes that chicken from the Muppets. In, and then and you just see Samit the just sitting well, there. I really should talk to my parents first. And you see Jenny goes, what? <laughs> and y'all, and no, she, no. she literally goes, he's like, he does, I should talk to my parents. And she goes, oh. <laughs> she literally makes that noise. And then I swear I heard her. Murk, 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 <laughs> and then she gets mad. And then y'all, no. I didn't think I was going to say it. Jenny is as mad as a wet hen. She is as mad as a wet hen. Yes. Because uh, if you've ever seen a wet hen, they do not like water. They do not. She's mad. And she's like, because um, she says, if I want to go, we had different choices. And she, because he says, the lawyer says, legally, your parents cannot eject. 
And no, when he object. Did, says object, and Jenny's like, let's get married today. And so Samit throws this, like, I need to tell my I need, like, to I, let, need, I need to let my parents stop me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and he just says, Jenny's like, well, we can get married anytime. And she's like, I just don't understand why he wants to stall the marriage. Honey, we do. Everybody yeah, else does. He's afraid of commitment. Uh, and if he marries you, the fairy tale ends. The fairy tale that he is your knight and that he is, he is going to spurn his mother and father and his culture for you. And the fairy tale that you're living in this limbo, that you're just, you're living on love and that's enough. And that's why he doesn't want it. That's why he doesn't want to marry you right away. He doesn't want the fairy tale that he's the hero of his story to end, honey. Bottom line. So is that, is he like, there's just something we don't know. Like, is Samit gay? Is he? Like, no, I don't no, think no. He is, but, I just, but it's I like told you why he doesn't want to marry her. I know, but I just it's just—it seems so insane that someone would go through all this time, all through the heartache, and all this money for not some logical reason. I agree with you. He's, I think it's he's completely emotionally—he's emotionally think, immature. No, I think it's beyond that. But yes, I, I mean, yes, I think it's emotionally mature, and I think he's. Um, but no, I'm I'm just trying to bring up the point that this is so he's so fucking um, manipulative and all this. You uh, like the sensible part of me thinks, well, there has to be something. There has to be something, but there's not. There's just not. I I think he actively, whether unconsciously or consciously, sought someone, sought after someone who his parents would object to. Because yes. there needs to be some type of spurning his parents. Do you, I feel like his brother is the favorite child. Oh, by far. And I think that he yeah. resents that. I don't know if it's favoritism. I think I think Samit is probably older and probably has not been successful in life. Um, no. And he feels, he, and he he can't feels keep like a, job. a failure. Yeah. He feels like a failure, and he needs to keep replicating this pattern. Oh, my God. And he needs to I keep just, replicating it. I just realized you can interrupt me. Go ahead. (laughs) Boo. Oh no! Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The 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 thing stopped. It actually cut out. I thought you were done. So sorry. Um, Submit is Indian Paul. (laughs) Don't don't come. That's 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 an insult to submit. But yeah, (laughs) I I uh, even even that. I think submit is probably without some of the mental illness. That's there. But still, oh he, can, oh he can't. Oh You know, I, you know, I, I. I'm fine. We it, all have our dads in life to deal yeah, with. You know, I, I, I found out my dad had hemorrhoids today by wiping his ass. <laughs> so you can suck up your Daddy, toe and deal with it. We all have our quote dads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jesus. In life. But think about it. Samit and Paul so, both can't hold down jobs. Submit yeah. and Paul, both their mothers hate them secretly. Yeah. I'm just saying. That just reminds me of, I, I, I agree with you in, in a way. It, 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 I just hate to put him in that camp, but it's like Strangers with Candy from when Jerry Blank has to take care of a, a, a baby and the and the teacher's like, she's like, but I have to study for final. She's like, Jerry, we've all got our babies in life. <laughs> we've all got our dads. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. 
You are. Yo, so I tell you what, though, I make fun of things and I call attention to things and make fun of things that are inappropriate so we can process them. And it oh, helps it me process better. I know you're not offended. I know you're not offended. Yeah, I'll just you. say I'll just say some things um, and I don't ever mind people coming for me, um, but I will say some things that are super inappropriate and it, it is by no means um like, exactly like, how I think. I'm just trying to fuck with people. Half like the time. people shouldn't have CPAP machines. People <laughs> Boy, fucking came for you. I really stepped in at that time, didn't I? I you know want what? one you know, now. I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I have really thick skin when it comes to people coming for me. Um, Someone I, said, I just prefer having an oxygenated brain. And I went, <laughs> well done. Here's Here's what here's what happened with the CPAP, y'all. I'll just tell you the story. I was dating this guy. He was he was fun, and I thought, oh, this is this is good. This is a, this is a fun relationship. He's funny. He was actually on a reality show. I'm not gonna say which one. Um, about people who make things. He was a crafter. He was really really crafty. Um, I think there was only one reality show about crafters. Well, you can maybe look and see who it was. The then. one okay, hosted you know, by Amy. Off. Amy, what's her name? No, there was another one. There was, I think there was another one. Maybe. I don't know. Um. You can tell how important he was to me um, in, in retrospect. But we saw each other for about two months off and on. And the first night I spent the night at his place with the CPAP machine, I didn't get a wink of sleep. And this has been like, I want to say like almost three years ago. It was so loud. Um, and granted, it was quiet in there. So all I heard was click, click, click. <laughs> and I would wait for the next one. And I just <laughs> wait for the next inhale. You know what is interesting? It's it's so and I don't and this isn't making fun of you. I think it describes and for people that are listening that are HSPs like you are, like you've got to get diagnosed. Like I, I think I would be interested to see where it's you not are an actual that. diagnosis. Um, well, it's not a medical well, diagnosis. There's people it's doing a, more and more a, research about it. It's but, a psychological diagnosis. It's not a psychiatric diagnosis. But like I've heard it. My mom has one. My father's supposed to have one. But anyway, um, it doesn't bother me at all. But knowing how you are, that makes me laugh, but it also makes me go, oh, God. Like literally that is like a dog barking during our podcast. You can't focus. Like you could not. You were just – bless your heart. Think, that was so loud to you. I think I was also referring to the fact that I was dating this guy who was probably 41, 42, a gay man and having a game and having a CPAP machine as a gay man and trying to hook up with guys and saying, yep, got to put on my CPAP <laughs> you know, would, would render you a little bit like, oh, crrr. I kind of like I'm kind of like the confidence in that kind of turns me on. But you're the opposite. Think about it. Think about what you I'm know about the gay. I'm community. a lot less shallow than you. Yeah, I mean, gay men. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. <laughs> I'm saying I had to fight with. I had to fight for my sensitivity and the fact that I liked this guy. Um, dealing with the CPAP, and the good thing was, it wasn't even. Um, that wasn't what broke us up. <laughs> what was? <laughs> it was. Uh. Uh, I told him oh, that, uh, <laughs> oh, no. 
I told him that um, I never wanted to get married because it was kind of a test. Do you want to get, but you do, you would get married. You need, you need to be with someone who'll never marry you because let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Wow. Because if you said, if someone's deal breaker is they'll never get married, um, uh, you need let them go, let them go. Oh, this is gonna be more letters than the CPAP machine um, ever brought. <laughs> no, I'm saying and because and and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that, but he's like, well, you said that, and uh, I've he already had all his life planned out, and I'm not I'm I'm willing to work with someone where we plan a life together, and that was that. So it wasn't just the married thing. He what already had the wedding planned out. Was this a before or after the coma? After. I bet you a CPAP machine triggers PTSD for you. Maybe. You know what? That's that not a bad idea. I bet you because it's the same type of sound because I remember. I was, on, I was on a ventilator for I remember almost. When I was, when I was and feeding weeks. and bathing you and taking <laughs> care of you. And I remember that noise. I like it how you shame me <laughs> for not thanking you. For feeding me. You never bathed me. You never bathed me, you disgusting thing. I didn't. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that and say that that did happen. Um, it does. It, it did give me a little bit. It, yeah. It, it rushed back into me. Um, but my thing was, he was so set in his life. It no, had actually... That. The CPAP, what the CPAP was a symbol. Of, she can't be of, tamed, y'all. She can't. I be cannot, tamed. like Miley Cyrus. I cannot be tamed. We have to work together to build a life, and it's going to be something that I'm not necessarily willing to do, and it's going to be something that you're not necessarily willing to do, and we have to come together to build some kind of hybrid. That's the way I feel about relationships. I know that's asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Um, and you know what? His dick wasn't even that big. So and there we are. Let's get, <laughs> let's finish this. Okay. So um, so Jenny calls Christina. Um, where are we? Oh, sorry. she talks to Christina and she's telling her she was like, um, she's like, you know, she says like we we can get married now, but now we talk to his parents. And Christina's like, why? Uh, why does it, it be doing this? Uh, and then I want to say, in Jen is like that. Oh shit. Can I just say, Jen is like, am I, I'm, I'm attracted to Jen. Jen is like boy band Every, hot. Oh, I totally agree. Every, is, whether oh. you're gay, straight, bi, or everything in between, you want to bang Jen. Jen is hot. I agree. Yeah, I just want to say There's that. There's something about her. It's like, yeah. you just want to stare into her eyes and have you like finger bang her. Finger yes, bang Ladies, you. fellas, people, come <laughs> at us. Let us know. Now- um, I do want to point out that Jenny is wearing a shirt that says, leave a little sparkle wherever you go. <laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> Which sounds like a piece of word art. Poodle Home Collection, coming soon. The slogan is, word art that comes for you. Coming Black Friday. <laughs> I'm putting in the deadline on Black There's, It's going to be Friday. pillows. It's going to be t-shirts. It's going to be wall hangings. Um, and, part of of the po- and part of the Poodle Home Collection will... Is you guys, we will have a shirt that says live, laugh, 
lube. <laughs> it will be coming. You asked for it. And you know what? We'll even let you put it on a baby onesie. We don't care. Uh, you can put it on your cat like Sabrina did. Whatever you that, want to do. A dick pig onesie that she put her cat in, and I find it completely hysterical and wrong. But she does say my cat is a dick pig, so... Who am I? Who am I to judge the, the you positivity judge? of your cat? Oh God. Okay. So anyway, the, nothing really comes out of this. So again, so Jenny's thinking, okay, okay, we gotta talk to his parents. We gotta talk to. Him. And then Samit comes up again and says, "Hey, I think we should also <laughs> talk to my brother and his wife. He's coming over now. Now." And she's like, "What? Yeah. What? what? And, she what? Just, and this is where it it does break my heart because Jenny's like. This just doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to deal with all of this. Why is this happening? And this is kind of what she, I think why I'm over it is this is like the fifth time we've seen this pattern where Samit throws something on her. Jenny, rational Jenny goes, this doesn't make sense. This is not what normal people do. And then she talks herself into it and then defends Samit. I I think I I saw this as a, a kind of a different, uh, a different uh, generational thing or not generational, a different uh, kind of incident because what basically happened is the, the brother and the wife come over uh, the new wife. She's very recent. Um, she's just out of the store. Um, and, uh, and she says uh, uh, she, she, and they're talking about, they got married during COVID and, and Jenny's like, were you a scare getting married in COVID? <laughs> And they're like, well, anyway, so they, um, they, they, and Jenny says, we're planning to get married. And their eyes go. (laughs) So that's when I put in my notes, like, is it, or is his family just like, or is this an Indian culture? Indian sissies come at us. Is Indian culture like, I can't think of the right words and I know you will. So. Almost like a slow to process. Oh goodness, words. <laughs> Are they slow to process or slow? Because look, this is not new information. Not even to Samit's brother. His brother knows Samit is quote unquote serious about Jenny. That he wants to marry Jenny. He's told his brother all of this. I'll tell so you So the why. way the We're reaction tomorrow. That's why. But still, the reaction is just kind of like I can't believe. It. And I'm like, you guys, because they never it's thought been two they would. Years. Like, because here's the thing, you don't, you don't, you don't do it without your parents saying yes. It's just unheard of. Or you never talk to your parents again. Like his brother says, he's like, brother, you will never have a connection. If you marry her, you will never have a connection to our parents again. I will support you in this. I approve. You will, they will never, never approve this. It doesn't matter. Um, that's when Jenny gets, but he also says, be prepared for the consequences if you do this. And Jenny gets really upset. And this is what lit loses me. It's not submitted at all. It's Jenny. And Jenny says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm this age. I'm sorry. I'm this. We have, we're, we're, we are each other's favorite person. This is a fact. God damn it. I love him. Um, he is my life and I choose you. And it just, it, I rarely see that kind of outpouring from anybody. That's why it hooked me. And and it was it was Jenny standing up for Submit in a different way than I'd seen before. 
and I and I did get teary. I will be honest. Look to, to see someone like, feel this much. This was like a, Emily's monologue in our town. It was like the fucking moment of the show <laughs> where everybody just goes, <gasps> not as well written, but yes, <laughs> yes, I agree with you, and definitely not as well acted as it, it could have been. It was. It was though. And it was the, delivered by a chicken. That is was, one thing that is different. But the desperation in this. The people, the people and the really And she finally kind of said, she's like, I'm, she was just crying and saying, I'm sorry I'm this age. I'm sorry, but this is my life. I gave up oh. so much. Just, and I thought what I thought. It's ironic because she says this next week. She says, I can't do this to this family. I actually thought. I hate Submit for making uh, her suffer. Oh, for Submit, so awful. And if Submit truly loved her and put Jenny before himself, he would have left India two years ago to be with fucking Jenny. And I the agree. fact that he put her through all of this makes him a sorry, selfish, oh, so selfish. son of a bitch. <laughs> Jenny, you don't listen to our show by now because we called you a chicken. But Christina... <laughs> Um, if you and Jen do, first of all, if you want Jen to have a threesome with us, maybe. And secondly, tell not with you though. I would, I would have a threesome with her and another guy, not you though. Oh, yeah, that was assumed. Like just some guy in Palm Springs. Like just throw a dime and you'll see some guy. Yeah, some gay guy. Some guy who's like yeah on something. Um, so it's basically like, mama, mama, look at me, look at me, mama. It's Emily. It's Emily. It's Emily. (laughs) It's her own. It's her own it uh, Emily's monologue. It was, from if you're a gay, it's like when she sings "Send in the Clowns." You're just like, yeah. That's what it was like watching it. Um. Anyway, uh, y'all. Um. That's. I, I will say this moved her. Her last thing moved me in a way because Jenny's not had a lot her whole life, y'all. No, she's just not, and she's never really want. She she's wanted something. She's wanted true love, but she's, she's a, never wanted it. She's a or, simple person, though. She's she a is. simple person. She is what she. We look at her as like beautiful. I mean, in the play, but she is Audrey in Little Shop when Audrey is sixty years old. That is She's, a really generous description of Jenny. But I understand what you're saying. But, Audrey you didn't. Make, but you know, because you're like you know, we know that like Jenny was like. Uh, she was working in Palm Springs. She was like cleaning houses for. I think she's just had yeah. kind of this a hard life. Yeah, she's and, wandered. She's she's she has had a hard life. I agree with you. I, and a I lot of people that are fucked her over. her. Yes, and and she's still yeah. getting put through the mill by Submit. She needs um, to go back to Palm Springs, and she needs a gay couple, a, a good gay couple. Because she won't listen to her daughter, so maybe she'll listen to gay men to just take care of her. She, like, tell she her what to do and she'll do it. She needs kind of like a this is this sounds even worse, but she needs like a 70 year old man. Um, oh, no, she kind of like what she can't do that. No way, she's too mothering. She needs some Jenny needs someone who she feels like needs her and submit oh. is like that's so what I'm saying. Good. He's not in like good health. Oh, good health. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but still has money on that. Yes, yeah. Um, we should anyway, probably take a commercial now, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's it for chicken. The the we've we've run out of chickens. All right, um, see you we'll on the other. Yeah, see we'll you on the other see side. You when we come back. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not in a purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans loved the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our Songfinch song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. 
Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dear mother and father, I am so glad to have you here with me in Ethiopia. It has been quite taxing this time without you here for me. I am so glad I have someone to help me change my baby's nappies. Also, I would prefer, hopefully, no animals get slaughtered the next time on my doorstep. I know I am writing this to you as you are still in the country, but I thought I would write it to you and give it to you as a present when we are over. In closing, I will say that I have appreciated everything you have done for me and given me more than I ever would have imagined, so I cannot be happy in this strange foreign country, and I will always long for the sanctity of New Jersey. Yours truly, Ariel. <laughs> that was a, the, the letter from the war from Ariel. Y'all, very good. That was, uh, I have to say, that was L. Is it Ellie or L? It's L, right? I believe it's Ellie. I've called her Ellie. Ellie Mendoro, that is one of our sissies. She played it so well. Playing the Ashokan Farewell. Ashokan Farewell. And that is just a little, we did a, we did a <laughs> 90 day, the other way version, but if you're not listening to um, Sweet Tea, Poodle Boudreau Remington, AKA, we have found, My great, great, great grandmother. We have found a, we found all her civil war, we have found all of her civil war letters and y'all Poodle and Boudreau Remington them. was made Jake look like a pious, she was quite a slut. <laughs> she was quite, y'all people got DP'd in the civil war and we just never knew about it. Now people are. Someone wrote a review, and they told him they couldn't write. They couldn't write the review that long, so she put it on the sissy squad. It was really impressive. Um, Truly, because I, I basically said there was nothing more compelling to me than letters from wars. Um, I don't know why, but no. I I have books of them. I I will watch any television series about where they read letters from wars. I'm obsessed with them. Um, and it's kind of what you you feel like there, and for some reason, Civil War letters uh, re- resonate with me because of where I'm from. Um, anyway, Ari is loving having her parents there, and I will say one. Happy. Uh, so her mother and father showed up, but there was another person who showed up. I didn't know if you about this. We're not really a person, more of a concept, and that was reality. When <laughs> <And> reality, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> We all know reality is a bitch. When it comes in, it's like, oh, 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 but, oh. But this you know is what? not a fairy tale we're living in anymore. But in the same way, too, you know what also showed up was calmness. 
Ari does not do well when she is away from her parents. They're emotional support parents like your animals. They're her safety blankets like Schroeder. And so they – Especially your mom because she speaks Ari. Exactly. So Ari is – was just – she's just a much calmer person. And um, so the y'all, this is – her parents came the day before. And um, so Ari wants to have a good day. They're spending the day with Ari and Benium. And – and Ari says, you know, I want my parents to see that we're a good match, and I want them to be happy that – and Benium, too, is like, I want them to be happy that Ari lives here with me. I want to pause there because that ended her confessional. Everything that ends her confessionals are about showing her parents that they're a good match, that they have a strong relationship, and they love each other. Everything is about proving – to her parents over past inconsistencies with relationships, proving that she's an adult. Everything is about proving that I can succeed mom and dad without you. It's this continuous cycle. Yeah. And so she has to prove they're a good match. And not that they're wrong with anything with wanting to make your parents proud. No, but it's it's her intention to do it is so strong. It supersedes anything else. And it's and it's in an unhealthy like I'll be honest I was talking about this with my one therapist with my one like I have five of them with my therapist <laughs> my, with my Monday therapist my Monday therapist you you're not supposed to have more than one therapist but something from so I want to encourage people like having things to attach like one thing that's kind of helped me through the, all of this stuff with my dad is kind of an emotional goal for like because I've been talking to my dad about like oh next year you'll see your grandson play football but my therapist said to me. And this is for anybody who's a caretaker. We're so obsessed with the other person. And right. so Ari is obsessed with her parents so much and mm-hmm. their ideas and their beliefs. So Ari, I would want to say kind of what my therapist said to me. He was like, but what's your goal? What is your goal in this caretaking process? And help you, that would involve your dad, a goal for you and your dad. And I said, I really want my father to see one of our live shows because I think he'll be so incredibly amazed about what yeah. we've accomplished, and he'll feel like, wow, all this, because he doesn't get it. I was yeah. like, your parents, he gets it, okay. My podcast, parents don't get it either. But I know if my father saw that, yeah, it would be like when I had my birthday party, he talked about it all year. And I know that that would be like, wow, Matt has really done something yeah. successful. And so it's really helped me and just like to get to get through this and to like realize there's a light at the end of the tunnel and something I want. And Ari doesn't have that. It's, you know, you're so right. It's all about her self-worth is completely tied to your parents and y'all, you can't be hundred percent, cannot be an adult and live your life that way. It doesn't at the end of the day. Yes. You'd hope that your parents have a good opinion of you, but it can't, frame who you are i mean imagine if you were still waiting for mother poodle (laughs) to give you a sense of approval i'd be sitting there with a long white beard just waiting mama mama is it today (laughs) mama is it today i i I will say this it's so interesting because i will my my mother well well she won't volunteer it she was like i'm just so proud of you she'll say things like that but it'll never be for something. My father, on the other hand, came to like, uh, saw me sing somewhere. And he's like, oh my God, I had no idea. You have, you, you have such a gift. 
I just had no idea. I could never see you perform in public like that. That's amazing. And I had tears in my eyes. And my father will say things like that. But my mother will be just kind of like, she'll she'll kind of speak in generalities. Um, But Mm. that's when when it comes from my dad, it's really special. Um, Because he never really told me anything when I was growing up. So there you go. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy, blue and the man. And when you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. We'll get together then. Dad, I don't have a good time there. <laughs> anyway, uh, to, to kind of piggyback on this, they're riding all over uh, Addis Ababa. And they're showing Dad. And he's like, oh, these are people's houses. It's it's quite Everything looks very beaten up. I'm not sure I want my. And these are people who live in. They're well-to-do in New Jersey, you guys. This is a, a doctor, and so these are people of of means. These are people of privilege. And Dad, when he looks at Dad's face, when he looks at the chicken coop, the open chicken coop, and I will say, read the room here. Maybe not have any more animals slaughtered on camera. <laughs> well, um... I well, mean, just an idea, even though it is cultural. Idea. But read also, the room. Also, too, and um, sissies might come for me. So this is, I'm just going to preface You know what? This. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say this is dumb American. This is dumb American speaking that doesn't know a lot about Ethiopian culture. But I'm going to say in the United States, especially for someone's of Fred's age, because that was even more, I grew up hearing the because you would see the videos of Sally Struthers and things like that. I grew up in my childhood thinking if I was, if as a ten year old kid and you asked me what was the poorest place in the world, I would say Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And so, and I'm the, not saying am in there, but I'm saying I was a little bit like Fred. Read the room, like you know, you're not going to like Dubai. You know, you yeah. know that you're going to a because it is a third world country, correct? Is I don't, it? I don't know. I don't so, know. I, I, I don't mean that to be offensive for Ethiopian citizens. No, no, no. I'm saying that I could be totally wrong. I, I, I am wrong. I am wrong. But I'm just saying it, that was surprising me that he was so shocked. I will say part of the allure of the other way and 90 Day Fiance in general of when they go to other places is to talk about how different it is from America and how how strange we feel as Americans in this place. So – that's the ethos of the show. And so I wasn't really surprised. Driven. Yes, that's the yeah, ethos that's of the show. Um, because that's how the show, because the, the the viewer puts their self in his place and goes, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah. And that's that's one of the fascinations of 90 Day Fiance, especially one of the fascinations of The Other Way, um, is the the viewer kind of putting themselves, yeah, I'd have a problem with that too. Um, yeah. And but it but the great thing about this whole universe, you guys, the ninety day multiverse, as we call it, is yes, TLC is not always about learning, as we know from the little couple and other shows. Oh wait, are, oh my god! <laughs> I but, just forgot that this used to be called the Learning Channel. Yes. <laughs> but I'm saying the documentary style work on this teaches us a lot about other places so it's not just like mind-numbing mouth breather television where we just stare at it like american ninja warrior uh 
No, no dissing American Ninja Warrior. I'm I just watched saying, it last night with my dad. We lot, watched the finale. It was good. Not a lot can be learned. <laughs> oh, not a lot can be learned, but God, a lot can be put They're in a spank bank. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You know what? I shouldn't say that. Maybe like the Real Housewives of Potomac. Not a lot of um, learning going on there. Maybe not a not. lot of... Maybe of, not. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... He um so there's the chicken fiasco and then there and he's like and and she's screaming at him Benya don't wring his neck or don't don't kill the chicken right there in front of my mother because mom didn't want to see it and it was this weird kind of culture clash um and he's like no I'll just kill it later and she's like no don't kill it at all well there is a little bit like I will say I know they're in Ethiopia and I get that but I will say for a little bit it is like Benyam. And again, I can't believe I'm defending Ari. Because, you know, <laughs> no, I know that we don't like either of them, y'all. So I think people think that we hate Ari and love Benny. No, I think uh, Benny is like. Think, I don't think people think that. Yeah. yeah and, we don't but, love him. We don't love him. But I will say it's apparent in seeing how he behaves with her. There's a difference of showing somebody your culture. And it kind of hit me, though, this episode of like, oh, Ari said to him, she's like, you need to acknowledge that I am an American, though, coming from an American perspective. And he really doesn't. He kind of is kind of like, well, you moved here and you have to accept everything here. But can't he accept that she, yes, she moved there, but she is an American living in Ethiopia. It's a difference than he basically says he's talking about things that are in my culture. And she's like, I just want him to respect my culture that I'm not used to this. All kinds of stuff. And she's like, it's just not what we do. And I'm American and I don't want to do that. And I feel like if if Ari was male and if Ari was cheese stick and said things like, I'm American and I don't want to do that, we would call him a fucking troglodyte. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, so, But I, also, too, I'm, if he was male and said he didn't want to do that, would Biniam listen to her and not do it? I, no, I agree. Benium, maybe it's cultural. Maybe it's just he doesn't listen. And we we heard a little bit from the sisters. Let's let's move into because well, I just want to say I get it that slaughtering like open slaughter is a part of the culture. So yeah, but for him to be that is a pretty look. I don't care what culture you're from. Like you're still killing a living creature, and to not even have a thing in your brain that says hey. This is fine for me. This might be a lot for them. Okay. And the key's kind of just like, I'm going to do it anyway. It was just. Well, I don't, I honestly don't think he has a second thought to it because it's just, it's just, that's how it's done. Yeah. It is not a second thought. There was just kind of, I don't know. I grew up, I grew up where my, I saw my great grandfather ring a chicken's neck in front of everybody. It wasn't a big deal. That was, that was what you eat. This chicken's getting old. Here we go. Now, I can understand because I have a little perspective that it might not be the best to have everyone see that. The, the thing um, that Janice is really great at, though, that Ari is not, is that they're kind of like, no. She's like, no, and Ari's starting to get riled. And y'all, you see what Janice has done all of Ari's life of just misdirect. Because she just jumped mm-hmm. in and said, let's Queen try of misdirection. Let's try something different. <laughs> I love that. That's what I need a Janice for my life. Every we all kind of need a Janice for our mm-hmm. lives. Janice, She's the best mom. Janice y'all. can make Angela and Michael get along. 
I'm I here. agree. I believe it. Um, so we move in, they are the next day they are, they show up at their apartment and Ari is freaked out. She's like, I know my parents aren't going to really like my apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've got a toilet seat ready for the parents. They've got everything. And, and basically mom is like, yeah, all these gifts we have for you. They're not even going to fit in here. Yeah. You know, they, the way they shot the privilege, it is, it is. The they the way they shot the apartment, it did look bigger than it is. Like we did not realize that the only refrigerator they have is like a little a like, college mini fridge. Which, you know, when you're living at home with a baby, if you're trying to store like breast milk and I know that's a privilege, but I know that's a privilege that you can even do all that and have a breast pump. Yeah. There's but, people yeah. But but, but from a New bit. Jersey privilege perspective. That that's is the culture. A, that's what, yeah. like, to me, that if I had a kid, that's not an option for me not to have a freezer to do whatever. So Janice did a really good job. She even said, I'm not trying to be too insulting, but I think it's time you, she said, you move on to a better place. You need a bigger place. Just point blank. And I'm sure that Ari, and that's, that's, this is the thing. She did this when she, Ari did this when Janice came the first time. Ari lets her mom do all the heavy artillery. She lets well, her mom and her dad yeah. do all of that. She really and it makes me mm-hmm. want to scream. This, this, yeah, it's a way in that like Ari was less upsetting this episode because she wasn't talking as much. She never spoke, but it is, it is, it is this way that she just gives up and lets her parents not even gives up. She lets her parents parent her, which has been. I'm going to – whatever. I'll probably It's still, the height of privilege. I still – It will, really is. It really is the height of privilege. And it's – um, it's again, I just think that, yes, Ari has been going through a lot, and she could be dealing with pimples, but she could be all of this kind of she stuff. She is. Yeah. But I will say she was – sure felt a lot better when her parents were back in town. <laughs> a lot better. She was pretty sure of herself. You can tell. Suddenly, she was, she's much sure she's of herself. Cracking one-liners felt much better <laughs> because basically her mom was here to take care of everything for her. Yeah, people and, were on her side, as she said. Yeah, and now you do feel for her that with her mom being there, I did really kind of have this realization of, oh man, fuck, Ari really has had nobody to talk to about any of this. Like she's had, but. None of Biniam's friends or family have really been on her side or even really care about her side. They all kind of just tell her she's wrong. She's wrong for feeling that way. So yeah, I hate they it. want her to be an Ethiopian woman. Yeah, they, and, yeah. And that's what I'm and saying. About the they, they don't under they they aren't. I don't think empathetic to the fact that she's an American woman trying to live in Ethiopia. They're just I, saying be Ethiopian. I totally agree, and I just feel that there's no compromise in between these two. Mm-hmm. There's no compromise exactly in between cultural idioms and and it's like when they said they told Binyam, uh, you know, Ari says that you're just going out all the time, saying I gotta go, I gotta leave, blah blah blah, and he's like, and she's like, you have to tell me everything. And, and that's where, <laughs> yeah, so it's not as if she's trying to be reasonable and saying no. I just need to know. She's like, I need to know everything at all times, and. Benium's like, well, that's yeah. not how we are here. And I would, I would, I would, if if I was Ari, uh, first of all, I'd do my eyebrows better. Um, but True. if I was Ari, I would say, let's start out with baby steps. Let's start out with me saying, 
I'm going to be okay with you not texting me back when I text you at 1130 when you're playing ass drums at work. And you tell me where you're going and you tell me two days in advance. Yes. Yeah. It's a baby steps kind of thing. It's not an all or nothing thing. She's never, she can't, again, they're both kids. They're both fucking like 14 year old kids. Because even when Janice is asking Benny, she's like, so how do you make money? How often (laughs) do you get paid? And I'm like, I've had that discussion with people, (laughs) but but here's the deal. Big worker like me, you guys. Here's the deal. Ari hasn't. Because no, she, she Ari tells her mother everything. And so if her mother doesn't know this, it means Ari has not had this conversation. So Ari doesn't know anything about me. And I bet you, we haven't heard her say this, but I bet you when they talk about money, Ari ends the conversation and says, I don't like to talk about money. She or, probably doesn't even want to deal with it. fine. He makes plenty of money. She's um, got her head in the sand of it. So Janice is trying to figure this out. And so they're talking about he's not really sure. It's not a continuous amount of money. And the mom even – Janice even says, we can help you if we kind of know what's going we on. know what the money situation is. However, this is the problem. This is a slippery slope, and Ari knows it. If they find out what they're actually making, then they will have leverage. Oh, yes. So, and that's uh, why she doesn't want to tell him. Exactly. And Ari's like, he's an artist. I want to support him. That's oh, great. The most BS statement in the whole show tonight was. No. Oh, go, yeah, go ahead. And he is an artist. And I 100%, I 100% support him. But artists don't make money. <laughs> they don't. I think the most. It was very well said. But the most. Look. I think Fred could be a politician because when Me he too. said, you know, it's a little scary in terms of finances. Benny, he has a lot of talent and hopefully he will be very successful. But right now we need to make money to think about necessities. And I and thought my parents would never no. say that. Yeah. Chelsea Marr, would, he'd walk in and he would say, Matt, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I think, well, Dad, well, he's like, get your goddamn clothes and get my goddamn grandson. And we're, 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 I don't care if I'm putting it on a fucking stork. We're taking this kid back to the goddamn <laughs> United States where he can go to Sonic. Um, and this is why I talked about, this is why reality sets in. Um, this is when reality said, hey, girls, you miss me? But. And the mom, the mom and parents brought the mom and dad brought it, but they can't do that with Ari though. They can't say like, you have to come because she'll no, no, you're making me. But mom did say, yeah, Benny, I think you need a full-time job. I think you need a full-time job. And Ari's like, but it's hard because like we need, I need him here with me. And, and I agree. He does. Someone needs to help her with the baby. Um, I, I, if, if he's going to be, if he has to make all the money for the family though, it's not going to be possible. So maybe one of his sisters or someone in his family, which I'm sure there is, is always, uh, Ari's backup. That would be good. They, I bet they'll shame her too about her breastfeeding and the way she they would probably. And And I'm telling you, it's awful. And I will say this is an unwinnable situation. You guys, yes, this is completely unwinnable. No one's going to win. Beanie's not going to win. Ari's not going to win. Even Ari's parents aren't going to win. Someone's going to be sad. Yes. Um, and probably, sadly, 
poor Avi is going to get the short end of the stick. But they get better when they talk about their faith and religion. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, they uh, we're we're meeting we're meeting the the sisters wish and what's the other sister name? i forgot her was, name yeah anyway sassy. i want to call her sassy because she's a sassy one can we call her sassy we can call her sassy um okay. and they and mom always the slight instigator even though she's trying to mean well no uh, but she's instigating to show oh, Ari love it I that love she can't it. live there that's why uh, I, I i and i know janice's plan and she's Janice is playing a long game, y'all. Oh, she Janice. Just gonna say she's playing the. <laughs> she is. She knew from the day, not even before she got in Ethiopia. She yeah. knew when Ari said, "I am moving." When and I'm Ari pregnant. was in that fucking yoga class in Connecticut or wherever, it said, "I'm moving." Janice told Fred, "She's like, Fred, be sure to pull some money out of the four hundred one k. We're gonna need to go get our daughter in about eight months. We're gonna need to go get our daughter, and I, trust me, I've got it handled." Um, in the nicest way possible. Um, it's interesting. There's there. Janice is quite divisive as well. I'm a Janice fan. I love uh, Janice. I love. But, her. I actually think uh, she's a very. I actually think she's a very sensible, kind person. Yeah. And so anyway, they're they're meeting the sisters, and and Janice is like, so talking to the sisters, how they're doing. <laughs> in other words. Can you please evaluate this relationship? Yeah. And the sisters How are they like, do with the baby. They're trying. Oh. And then and well, then how, I don't How are they which, doing with their uh, communicating? The, she gets mad fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Y'all don't ask either of these sisters if you unless you want to hear the reality, the truth. That's because true. Because they're going to give it to you straight up. Now tell me, is it going to be you and me forever? No, oh, no, oh, no, oh. no, no, no. And so then that's where Ari says, yeah, but I'm stuck at home and wondering what he's doing all day. And I'm not happy about it. And then Wish says, it's it's weird in our culture to yell at the man. And, and then Bidium says, well, she acts bossy. She acts bossy in the street, which is the worst thing. And then Janice um, goes, wow, Fred, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that. Well, Fred, this isn't good. This isn't good. But she says it test and this is where Janice is right. Janice says yeah. there's two sides. Ari does fly off the handle, but she does Ari does have a reason. It's like you said, she has a reason why she's upset, but instead of like looking at the reality of why she's upset, she takes mm-hmm. that and runs with it and creates a Makes problem even bigger. Yeah. And but Janice says that's when we first hear y'all the beginning. This isn't the type of culture that Ari exactly. will thrive in. I wrote that down too. Um, y'all, she's been laying the groundwork for all of this to take back. It's totally because Sally Field not without my daughter. She is. Um, and, and the sisters yeah. are like, you have to calm down. And then they start talking about the baptism. And that's really when Ari Daddy, is like, Daddy Ari gets said, I was quite shocked. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that's like when. The there's they the sisters are gonna like well the baby has to get baptized because they can't It'll go, go to, hell. to hell and that's when Ari's like don't fucking bring up this hell shit I told you yeah. if you bring up the hell shit I'm leaving and I I will say there was one thing that I was and and it just shows how clueless she is about all of this 
She's like, you know, it's fine. I told them they could like baptize the baby. It's like fun. It's like water. It doesn't mean anything. And so maybe don't say that a very important right to the people right across from you doesn't mean anything. Because um, that was a, because I'll be honest. It's not just water. Like to them, it means it's for, everything to them. And I even grew up Catholic. So I feel like I could say this for me now. It is that for me. It's just, it's not a ceremonial thing to me, but I would never say that to be a insensitive and insulting to someone, but also I would never say that because if I said that, I, that's not the way you play this game. No. And I, and I would call you, if you don't believe in that, I would call you a lapsed Catholic. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally not. If you don't believe in the rights, if you don't believe in the Christian rights, no, that, I'm not Christian or Catholic at all anymore. But I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like you can't just say, yeah, I'm Catholic, and it don't matter if your baby's baptized yeah. or shit. No, you're not. You're not. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. It. The rights are so important. They're sacred. Exactly. And, and I res- And I. Not only just respect. I love that people. I love that that means something to people, and I think that's yeah. really beautiful and important. So I wouldn't want to shit on that. So, um, there, and so, I, and but I will also, say, someone would, did call me a religious zealot <laughs> in, in, a, in a review once. And the fact that someone would call me that, I just – I defend religion. I defend people's uh, ability to have faith in religion. I do d- defend But I will say – but also from a, a strategic, from her strategery standpoint, strategery. that was really dumb for Ari to say. That I agree. Because she just, that is just going to light that fire and just basically, yeah. um, and you she, basically just like, undermine their religion. And they're like to Ari, you sound just like his ex right now. Because and here's the deal. That's what they wanted to hear. I would let them, sure, if it's so much to you, baptize the baby. You think this baby is going to grow up being your religion? Guess what? I'm his mother, and the baby's going to grow up and be whatever I want my baby to be. And that's yeah, what I would say in my much. head. You're going you're gonna to want to do what you want to do. I would. I agree. Um, there's just a little bit left uh, where, where Ari says to Binyam, you're going to let your sister talk to me like that? Yeah. In that definitely. last final kind of like... Hope of chivalry, and the, and then that's where and I said, okay, we have to prove them wrong. We have to prove them wrong. And John and Janice says, oh, I hated well, that. Let's hope. When she's like, "All right, Benny, we have to prove them wrong," because that's my whole goal in life to prove my prove parents wrong. 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 You guys, when you have a baby, it's not about proving your parents wrong. It's about raising your kid the best way you possibly can within your the best means that you know how to do. I agree. Um, yeah, I think we should call it there because we've gone on forever. Yeah, it's like yeah. an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> really? Oh, so much. Okay, well, we're gonna have a packed show because we've still got to talk about <laughs> Kenny and Armando and Hannah, who is now the official hero of the Natty Day Universe. Oh, we've got Brittany and this Yuzon. was a long show because we had to talk about so much. But As yeah. our sissy Alyssa said, um, who also brought me wonderful Indian food yesterday, Alyssa Albertson said, I don't know. Um, she said, I don't know whose eyebrows are more tweezed and defined, Brittany's or Yazan's. <laughs> um, Her eyebrows looked like Magna Doodle eyebrows. But so did his. Week. So did his. I mean, and his are natural. His true. are 
like. But no, hers are so no, drawn he, on. He does his eyebrows too, though. Oh, come on. Oh no, he does. But I'm saying hers are drawn on. Yes, yes. And come y'all, on. and then we have Tim and Melissa May- in Colombia. Um, who knew? Y'all. Yeah, who knew Tim's mom is a pretty crier? Not me, but she oh, is. Oh, and Dowd is she's, a beautiful crier. She's a beautiful crier. Yeah. And lastly, we have Devin and Jihu. Not a lot, but we we do have the resurgence of Alicia and uh, and a Dracula um, moment of Zen when she hugs her grandfather and she's very happy to be there. That's true. So all of that will be coming to you in our part two episode. They're just y'all. We just can't. It's like a. It's like a long fucking. We just have to split this up so that way we keep our energy up for it. Otherwise, we're just going to be worn out by. We, we did a lot of talking about Jenny, and we we knew we would have to talk a lot about Ari. We, we knew did. that. So y'all, be sure to jump in um, to the next episode. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have our cameos again. If you want a Civil War leather from Poodle Boudreaux Remington, <laughs> you can book one on Cameo, and she will she'll have the music and everything. I'm gonna do whatever you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm you. You can tell me what to do. I may do it. I may not. And you know I, what? I move. Spirit moves me. Some people have come for me and said they would like to request uh, cameos after I've drank drank Kate Hudson vodka. Sure, just. Oh. Request no. that. I'm sure no. I'm fine with that. No, I can't deal with it because he gets drunk. I can't deal with him. Y'all, that Kate Hudson vodka called King Street is good. Someone, if you know Kate Hudson, tell him to sponsor us. I'm a lot more balanced than you on vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So I y'all come to some cameo. All the show links are go to 90daygays.com for now. For now. For until, now. Until you come name us and help us name our show. Um, uh, anything else, Poodle? I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Merch, get we'll your see. merch at nattydaygays.com. And, and we and take a, and keep your head up for the Poodle Home Collection coming Black Friday. It's true. You guys, we call these people lonely hearts. Because <sighs> Poodle, aren't we all just lonely, <laughs> lonely hearts looking for love? Yes. And if you've decided there's nothing more in your life you'd rather see than someone to wring a chicken's neck... <laughs> I was triggered by that moment. I was triggered. Smack, smack, don't let him. And also, if you keep your jewelry on a clothes hanger, <laughs> oh. come at us. Call us. Call, Call us. us. We are not changing the end of our show. Call us. fights are unavoidable but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale that's the reality for brothers prince william and prince harry they were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties wondry's podcast dis and tell is hosted by comedians sydney battle and matt belisai Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.